God wants you to experience the life that He designed. We can't allow life to kill the dream that we dream. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. You will look back on your life and you'll say, man, life is good. The Word of God brings the abundant life into focus and within your grasp. As you listen, open your heart and discover life. Something changes when you bless the name of Jesus Christ. That's that first song that we sing. And you know, that's a powerful principle in Scripture. It's in Hebrews 12, too. And it says this. It says, looking away onto Jesus. And that it means just what it says. You look away from circumstances and challenges onto Jesus. Because he's the author and the finisher of your faith. That means he's going to finish this thing up for you. <laughs> that's why. You might, even when you're walking through the dark valley of the shadow of death, and you know, it's always the shadow of death, because once you're born again, you've done all the dying you're going to do. But you're walking through the lowest place, and you don't need fear, because your God's the biggest thing in the valley. And he's walking right next to you, guarding uh, and guiding all the way. And you know, when you focus on that, why you'll see the banquet table that's there. You ever notice that? That God's banquet table, his victory table, is right in the middle of the shadow, of valley of the shadow of death. And he's got that set up for you so you can sit down right in the presence of your enemies, right in the presence of fear and have a great big helping of God's love for you because you're his son, you're his daughter. And you can sit down right in the presence of lack and have a great big helping of prosperity. Because your God is your Jehovah Jireh, your provider. And you can sit down right in the face of sickness and have a great big helping of God's healing because he's your healer. Jehovah Rapha, you can sit down right in the face of depression and experience the joy of the Lord that's your strength. And you can sit down right in the presence of strife and experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. That banquet table is there for you. That's God's victory table. And so the, the table of celebration, and that's the place you need to celebrate is when you're in the valley. Because that's your ticket out. Amen. That's your ticket over on the other side. Amen. See, as long as you keep, as long as you turn away onto Jesus, as long as you bless the name of Jesus Christ, there is no such thing as you losing. He always wins. He's the champion. He always causes you to triumph. There's no such thing. Every setback is just a setup for your promotion when you keep your eyes focused on Jesus Christ. See, he's our victory in life. He's our ticket in life. Everything you want, you write your own ticket in life with Jesus Christ. And that's the good news today. Man, isn't that wonderful, though? Isn't that great to, to worship a God like that? <laughs> well, that, that's what we got. You and I. Couldn't be better, really, could it? Praise God. Heaven on earth and heaven when we get to heaven. <laughs> Praise God. We always win. He always causes us to triumph. Well, we're going to move on with the service. Man, why don't, you, why don't you greet your neighbor here? I'm Dave. I'm part of the staff here. And, and, and thank you so much for coming out to church today. We really appreciate you being here.
Well, good morning, Destiny Church. Praise God. It's great having you all here this morning. You're a great, good looking bunch of people. Why don't you tell your neighbor that? Man, you're looking really good today. Tell your neighbor that. They look like they need a compliment. Amen. Praise God. I want to receive our tithes and offerings. If the ushers could please help me. If you're given cash, would like a receipt, one of these ushers would hand you just slip your hand up. One of these ushers would give you an offering envelope. If you're making out a check, you can make it out to Destiny Church. Praise God. Destiny Church. Hallelujah. And so if you're making out a check, Destiny Church, if you need uh, a receipt for your giving and you're giving cash, just slip your hand up. One of these ushers will give you an offering envelope. Let's take our offering in our hand. Let's just pray over it right now. Lord, we just thank you that we can give. We're so grateful for all that you've given to us. Thank you for the promise of your word that you said that you make grace abound toward us, that we having all sufficiency in everything, have an abundance to give to every good work. Thank you for that promise, Lord. And we just claim it now as we give, we're sowing these seeds. We thank you for that promise that we have all sufficiency in everything in abundance to give to every good work. Thank you for it now. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Go ahead, men, you can pass the offering buckets. I just want to remind you that next week, next Sunday, we have Dave uh, Wagner with us. Um, he has a prophetic ministry. Um, he um, very positive, very encouraging type guy. And God uh, uses him uh, in personal prophecy and prophetic words. And, you know, the Bible tells us that we're, the believer is complete and thoroughly equipped when he's exposed to the different ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And sometimes we like pastors and we like teachers, uh, but we don't like some of these other people, or we maybe, you know, not as receptive, but we need all the gifts. We need all of them. And we need to be exposed to all of them so that we can be thoroughly furnished. So we bring this man in for you to be exposed to that type of a ministry. And I guarantee you that you'll be edified. So the services begin Saturday morning, at 9.30, 9 o'clock here. It's a woman's meeting. And so all the women are invited. Make sure you uh, invite somebody to come. That's this coming Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. I think they got some uh, sweet rolls and uh, stuff and coffee. Not that you guys would want to eat any of that, but maybe they'll slip a carrot or something in there too for you. But, um, and then uh, the next service is Sunday morning, a regular service here, 10, 10 o'clock. And then Sunday night at 6.30 and then Monday night at 6.30. And so you're all invited. Please uh, avail yourself to those meetings. We have a video that I want to play at this time. <clears throat> well, some of you saw your pictures in there. Didn't we look good back then? <laughs> but we look good now, right? Amen? So I thought, man, look, look there. That's when I had colored in my hair. I had color in my hair. And, uh, and I had the, you know, I was a lot wilder than now I'm more tamer. But anyways, but not all the time, though. I get wild sometimes. But so this is our 39. We started this church, my wife and I, 39 years ago this month. That we started October of, uh, I think it was October 6th of 1980. So that's 39 years. So next year we're going to have a big celebration and we're going to celebrate 40 years. Wow, that's a long time. That's longer than some of you are old. But, um, but we, um, so we've had all these years together and it's been exciting. 
God's done a lot and we believe that our greatest days are yet ahead. Amen. You agree with me on that? I want you to open your Bibles to John chapter 15. Thank you. That was my daughter that put that together. Appreciate that. She did a great job. I tell you, if I would have done it, it would just be some pictures, you know. No music, nothing. Just be, here's a picture, here's a picture. It would be pretty bland, if you know what I mean. It's always, it always cracks me up when, a, when women do a meeting, you know, they have a, like a dinner or something, the tables are always set nice, and they have a, a what do you call that in the middle, um, centerpiece there, you know, with flowers or something. And then you ought to see a guy's meeting. It's, it's hilarious. All the tables are bare. You know, there's barely chairs there, and the food's there. Just help yourself. You go up there and just kind of scoop it out. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. But anyway, so that's, that's why we need the ladies, right? So I want to talk to you this morning about a subject that I've never talked about before, that I probably referred to it but I haven't really preached solely on this subject, and that is the subject of joy. Subject of joy. <laughs> subject of joy. Maybe we should just laugh just one minute. <laughs> okay, that's enough. All right, so uh, joy. And I titled this message, Joy, an Evident Token. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but lately there's been a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that have comfort dogs, and so, I mean, that's true. You know, you go to the airport. I mean, it looks like no one in the ark when you get on the airplane nowadays. I mean, they even have miniature horses that are comfort animals. And so it's pretty, pretty interesting. But uh, I always keep thinking, my, what if they have to go to the bathroom? Where do they go? I mean, you guys ever think that way? But anyway, so, uh, but um, I had a friend yesterday send me a picture of, 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 of a comfort animal. Can you put that picture up there? Um, and it says... <laughs> says, the therapy dog after I share all my problems. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I got a good chuckle out of that. But I think that in a lot of ways, the church is deprived of joy. And, um, you know, I, I think naturally speaking, I'm not a very joyful person. I seem to be more serious and more more stern. I don't know. I don't try to be that way, but I just kind of like wired that way. I'm more serious, uh, even though I do like to laugh and I like jo- jovelty. Is that a word? Jovelty? Sounds like Ovaltine, but uh, jovelty. I like that. And uh, but I, I tell you, joy is a really, really important thing to our lives. And um, joy is is different than happiness. They're not really the same thing. Happiness is based upon what happens. That's why it's called happiness. In other words, the favorable things are happening. You know, like I got a new cell phone that's really awesome, and uh, I'm using it, and I put a post on Facebook, and 350 people like it, put likes by the Facebook uh, post. It kind of makes me happy. I'm, I'm kind of happy. Things are going good. Uh, somebody tells me I lost, look like I've lost weight, or, you know, something like that. I kind of, I'm, I'm happy. It makes me happy. And, um, but that's not really what joy is. Joy is something that's deeper than that. Joy is a much deeper, it's something that is, uh, it's a sense of, of well-being, a sense of pleasure, inward pleasure, a sense of delight inside. And it boils over very times, and sometimes it creates laughter. And I remember one time years ago, I was at a meeting, and this meeting was kind of known for for people to have, you know, joy, a lot of joy, and there'd be a lot of laughter in the meeting, and it was, it was kind of a weird 
you've never been involved in or their experiences, it seems it's pretty far out there, you know. So I was involved in this meeting. I went to this meeting. And it was the very first meeting I went to. And I sat down. We had to get there early because it was a lot of people were there. And, uh, and so as, as I was sitting there and people were talking and you know, a few people were laughing, all of a sudden inside in my belly here, I got this, I got this sense of, of, of joy that just started to come. And there was no reason. Nobody told a joke or anything. It wasn't an outward thing. It just came there. And so I kind of gave, gave uh, uh, voice to it. And I just I went like this. <laughs> and when I started doing that, I started laughing. And I wasn't laughing hysterically, but I was going, ha, ha, ha. And I realized this is, this is joy. This is joy. God wants us to have joy. And uh, he wants us to have joy in the journey. He wants us to have joy in our lives. It's very important that we have joy. Joy is, is something that is a, it's called a fruit of the Spirit, a result of the Holy Spirit within us. It's also, the Bible says, the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink. It's not about what you eat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so when we're living in the kingdom, we're experiencing joy all the time. Now, here's an interesting verse that Jesus, um, Jesus said to his disciples in John 15, verse 11. It says, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you. Now, here he's saying that he's not saying that you may have joy, but he's saying that my joy, my joy, Jesus' joy, my joy may be in you and may remain in you. In other words, to, for him to say remain, that means that it could get away from you. It could leave you. It could depart from you. But he said, I want my joy to be in you. My, I want my joy to remain in you, stay there, not depart from you. I want, that's what I want for your life, my joy to remain in you. And then he says that your joy, listen to this, that your joy may be what? Full. Full. The Christian life should be full. We should be full of joy as Christians. We should be full of joy. Amen. Not our joy, but Jesus' joy. And he says, these things I have spoken unto you. So that means just like faith comes by hearing God's word, joy comes by hearing God's word. You can't have joy unless you know some things. You can't have joy unless you know know some things. If you don't know anything, you're not going to have joy. Because there, how many know this is true? There's all kinds of reasons not to have joy. I mean, the, our lives, the world is filled with reasons not to have joy. I mean, if you watch the news, you can find out a hundred thousand different reasons not to have joy and to be discouraged and to be filled with despair and to be depressed. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. In fact, every day you can have reasons not to have joy and not to access joy. And so joy can't be based on what's happening in my life. It can't be based on that. Because if it's based on that, we'll never get to the point where we'll have fullness of joy. But joy has to be a decision that I make. I make a decision to have joy. Now listen to this verse. Turn over here to Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk chapter 3. In verse 17 it says this. Now listen to this. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. Though the labor of the vine olive may fail, 
and the fields yield no fruit, no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Now, how many know this is a kind of a bad, certainly is a bad situation? I mean, if you're, I mean, this guy evidently was a, was a farmer or a, or a, or a vine dresser or something like that. And uh, he had also had some animals. And he's describing, he's describing conditions, natural conditions that would make anybody, if this was your livelihood, you'd be pretty discouraged by all of this, Right? But notice what he says. He says, yet I, yet I will, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. You know, that's a common theme through the New Testament. Like James said, when you fall into divers temptations, what did he tell you to do? He says, rejoice, count it all joy. He says, rejoice, count it all joy, rejoice. When you fall into divers temptations, divers situations, he says, count it all joy or rejoice. He's telling you that you have control over what you do with your, with your expressions. You have control over that. You're not a helpless victim. You have control. And God wants you to rejoice in every situation. Now, I know that's hard sometimes because, you know, we go through stuff. I mean, I've gone through some stuff this year and uh, with loss of loved ones and different things. And so it's, we can say, well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard thing to ask people who are mourning or people that are in sorrow, it's hard to ask them to rejoice. But I think that you can actually have sorrow on one hand, but also rejoice on the other hand. You can actually access God's joy because it's always available because Jesus said that my joy may remain in you. It's something that you have to choose to do. I Notice this guy said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Amen. The Lord God is my strength because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. When he's rejoicing and he's joying in God, he goes, God's my strength. Strength comes. That's one reason why Satan never wants you to have joy. Because the joy of the Lord is your, is your strength. If you don't joy in the Lord, you're not going to have strength. And the devil's a bully and he will beat up, he beats up all weak people. He'll push you down, push your nose in the dirt and push you face in the sand and kick sand in your face and do a lot of other nasty things, you know, because he's a bully. But the Bible says God tells us to have joy and it's a choice that we make. I choose to have joy. I'm in a situation. I choose to have joy. You know, years ago, I heard this preacher wrote a book and he said that God spoke to him one day and said, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. If Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. So the first thing that he attacks is he goes after your joy. He tries to get you to be depressed. He tries to get you to be discouraged. He tries to get you to be in despair. He doesn't want you to have joy. He wants to take your joy from you. But notice how this guy says, he goes, I will rejoice. See, joy and rejoice are both from the same root word. Actually, you know what the word rejoice is? means to have so much joy that you actually leap. And it's actually an outward expression. You have so much joy that you actually begin to laugh. You have so much joy that you actually, there's some kind of an outward expression because joy is bubbling up on the inside of you. And you know, it's amazing. How many know that joy is contagious? Joy is attractive. I mean, solemn and sorrow and 
And, you know, you know sometimes because we have, uh, you know, people, the religious idea of a Christian is that he walks around very solemn, very serious all the time. Because I think that's been our image of God, is that God's very concerned. I mean, he has a, his brow is very wrinkled here because he's very concerned and he's very sorrowful. He's very serious, very... And I remember one day I read where it says that he that sits in the heavens laughs. And I go, that totally blew my concept of God. All of a sudden, I, instead of I seeing this guy with a long beard sitting on a throne with his, bar, his brow bar, high furrowed and his very sad expression, very serious, very somber, I see him up there laughing. That's a different picture, isn't it? And, and so if God laughs and God's a spirit, there has to be a spirit of laughter. There has to be a spirit of joy. And I think it's something, it's so appealing when you see people that have joy. They're, they're excited, they're joyful. You know, it's like, you know, like sometimes people get into, you know, making positive confessions. They say, the Lord is with me, he's not again. And they say, you know, they say it like a robot. You know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, the, Lord, the Lord is on my side. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You're like, are you sure you believe that? I mean, it's, come, come on. I mean, and then they try to make, uh, we're going to sing a praise song now. Lord, I just praise you. I lift your name on high. I want to sing your praises. But it's not working very, my praisers broke. And my, my joy has leaked out. And, you know, it's like, come on. I mean, we're not, we, we need to start accessing some serious joy. I mean, I know some of you say, well, yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. I know, I know you've been through a lot. I mean, everybody's been through a lot. But I think there's something God wants us to have joy in the midst of. You know, it's interesting. In, in Hebrews chapter 10, I'm kind of blowing up my notes here a little bit. But if the person that's doing this can stay with me. Hebrews chapter 10, listen to this verse. I think I have it up there. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10 in verse 34, I think it is. It says, he's talking about, to these Jewish Christians, and he's talking about when they, got, when they first got enlightened, when they first got saved. He says they endured a great conflict of suffering. And then as you read on there, you know, it talks about that they were made a ridicule, and they were a spectacle, and they were reproached, and they had tribulation. And then it says, and they became companions of those that were so treated, and then he said, you had compassion on me and my change. Now listen to this next phrase. Joyfully accepting the plundering of your goods. Joyfully accepting the plundering of your goods. The word plunder is not a word that you gave your goods away. Plundering is they were taken from you. But I mean, think about this, how crazy these people have to be. Their goods are being taken away and they're going, it's okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're taking your car. Praise the Lord. Sofa's going, praise the Lord. You know what I mean? Oh, we're, we're taking your house. Praise the Lord. Now you think, well, that's crazy. Yeah, but it beats being depressed about it. It says they joyfully, they joyfully accepted the plundering of their goods. They joyfully accepted it. Joyfully accepted the plundering of their goods. Notice this next word, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession in your, for yourself in heaven. See, you can't have joy if you don't know something. You can, you can have joy if you know something. 
And you see, what I find out is that a lot of times it has a lot to do with our thought life and a lot to do with our focus. So if my thought life is on, you know, foreboding, negative, depressing things, what happens to me is my joy level starts to go down. That's why, you know, the Bible says about Jesus, it says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. So in other words, he had to set something in front of him that was, that was so joyful. And you have to set things in front of you that are so joyful. Amen. You say, yeah, but boy, I'm really, I'm really in trouble right now. You know what? If we went through this room here and start asking people how much trouble they have, every single one of us could say, boy, this is, I have, pro- oh, I have this trouble, I have that trouble. I have this trouble, I have that trouble. And a lot of it, I'm not diminishing. I'm not saying it's not serious. It is serious. Some things are very serious. But I just want you to see that there's something to this thing about having joy in the midst of situations. James wouldn't say, when you fall into difficulty all around, he wouldn't say rejoice unless there's something good that's going to come out of it. And it takes a lot of personal discipline to do that. You know, I was in Sri Lanka preaching, and um, on the, you know, the last service, they, they fed us, and I, I was eating this food, and I tell you, it just didn't feel right. And as soon as it went down, have you ever had that happen when it goes down, all of a sudden it goes, da na 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 And I got the Tijuana two-step. You guys know what that is? Don't drink the water south of the border. The t- Tijuana two-step. So... So I'm like, I'm, in, I'm suffering. And so I was in, we, we stopped in, uh, in London, and we got in one of these little hotel rooms. And I, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm, you know, I'm having issues. I'll just say it like that. And, and so I sat there, and I started thinking, well, you know, this is a good time to have joy. Because I, I, I was thinking about that. I was having, thinking about this sermon. This is a good time to have joy. And so I sat there with feeling really, really not, not good, not good. And, uh, and, 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 you know, wearing a path to the little room, you know what I mean? And, and so I started laughing. I just started going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> did you say, did you feel like laughing? Are you kidding? <laughs> but I sat there in the bed. My wife was, you know, these European hotel rooms, they are real small and they have like single beds that you sleep in. She was in the other bed. And, and so I just started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going, joy is here somewhere. <laughs> I, I have no earthly idea where it is, but it has to be here somewhere. Because it, cer- it certainly isn't in my experience right now. My experience right now is anything but joy. But joy's got to be here somewhere. So I just started going, ha, ha. And I actually felt a little bubble. I mean, a joy bubble. <laughs> I gotta clarify that. A joy, I felt a little joy bubble bubble up. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. And I started, I started laughing a little bit. Now someone goes, yeah, but there, there are so many serious issues in life. I know they are, but God never intended for us to go through life filled with sorrow. Amen? Joy is something that we have to, as an act of our will, now listen to me. As an act of our will, joy is something that we have to access. Because if Satan, listen to me, if Satan can steal your joy, he'll destroy your life. He'll take everything you have away from you. 
But he can't, if you, if you decide, no, I'm going to be full of joy. See, Jesus said here, he said, I say these things to you that my joy may be in you and remain. And then he says that your joy tank might be full. Joy tank full. A full joy tank. And so that means at times you just drive along there. And remember what it is. It's this inward delight or this inward pleasure, this inward gladness, this inward favor. And so you be driving along sometimes. You just be, have the right focus and the right mindset. And I think that's very important. The right focus and the right mindset. And you'll be driving along there and all of a sudden you go, ha, 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 ha. Your wife look at you. What's wrong with you? You, you losing you, something fell loose there, lost the screw somewhere. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about how good God's is to me. <laughs> and I'm just thinking no matter what happens, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I'm walking streets of gold. <laughs> I was just thinking about all the angels that were hanging around this car right now. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how powerful God is working in my life. ha, 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 ha. I'm just thinking about how the devil is a defeated foe. Ha, 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 ha. And since God is for me, who can be against me? Ha, 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 ha. I was just thinking about how the Lord is my shepherd. I should not want. He leads me beside still waters. Ha, 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 ha. I was just thinking that he's restoring my soul. Ha, 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 ha. Now, you might think I'm crazy, but I, I think you're crazy. <laughs> Amen. Because he said here that these people, if you keep reading here, it even gets better. He says, they, they, they joyfully, everybody say joyfully. joyfully. Remember that guy, he said, when the, I mean, the sheep, there's no sheep, there's no crop, there's no grapes, there's no this, there's no that. Yet I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I will. I make a commitment. I make a decision that I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to have joy in the midst of this situation. I mean, anybody, it takes a tremendous amount of self-discipline. It takes disciplining your mind, your, your thinking. It takes disciplining your life. You have to say, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know that's hard when, when we have a kind of a feeling religion where we have to feel it to do it. But this is something when you do it, the feeling comes later. If you make a decision, you make a, make a, take a step, you make a decision. Because I'm convinced that joy is, if you're a Christian, joy is inside of you. It's already there. Because Jesus is there. And we always say that. We say Jesus lives. We tell little kids, where does Jesus live? He lives right in here. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, a fruit of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives, one of the fruits is joy. We have joy. We have joy. Amen. That's a good thing. But notice as you're reading here, he says, he said, they joyfully accepted the plundering of their goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourself in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Now, this is the next phrase which has great reward. I'm going to say that again because that, that just sent a thrill through me. It is light. What's going on with it? It's like it's, it's uh, Alicia started singing, all of a sudden came on. I go, woo, glory, the glory's here. 
I don't know if the glory has, oh, there came back on again. Glory to God. The glory has not departed. Notice he says, he said, don't cast away your confidence, which everybody said has great reward. See, the Bible, the Bible never says, the Bible never says you're not going to have trouble. It never says if you have faith, you won't have trouble. Never says that anywhere. The Bible says, never says that you won't have opportunities to have trouble. And I realize that some people in this room, I know some of you personally, that you're going through hard things. I understand that. But what I'm trying to encourage you to do is to have joy in the midst of it. The Bi- and I'm not saying it because I just want you to do it. I'm telling you because the Bible tells you to do it. And there's a reward, he says, uh, which hath great reward. For you have need of endurance. See, endurance isn't just hanging on. But endurance is to continue, continually moving forward in spite of difficulty, in spite of circumstances. And the one thing that keeps you moving forward and keeps you going forward and keeps you moving on is having joy in the midst of the journey. Having joy and accessing joy as a choice. Amen. I wish, I wish and pray, it's a half-hearted prayer, but I wish and pray that everything in your life would be awesome. That your husband would love you the way you're supposed, he's supposed to, or that your wife would love you the way she's supposed to, that all your bills would be paid, that you have a vast surplus of money, that you'd be so healthy, you'd be healthy as a horse, that suddenly your gray hair would turn brown, uh, and that you're, you'd have a nice car, a nice house, your dog would love you, your, even your cat would love you. I mean, I wish, I wish and pray that all those things would happen, but guess what? That when you, went to, when you went to work, they all stood and applauded as you walked in. You came there, flowers on your desk. People were rejoicing, doing a, give me a S, S, give me a T, T, give me an E, E, give me a V, V, give me an E, E, Steve, what's that spell? Steve, rah, rah, Steve. I wish that would happen. Instead, when you walk in, you go, oh, there he is. There's the woozer, right? I mean, I wish everybody was so excited to see you. Now, some people are excited to see you, but I wish everybody, and I wish everything worked out, everything absolutely awesome, but put your big boy pants on and realize that life is full of hardships, full of difficulty, full of situations that happen that causes questions that come into your mind. And grab a hold of yourself and say, listen, even though not everything's working out, I'm going to access joy. I'm, God is going to hear my voice. God is going to hear my voice in the, in the nighttime. God is going to hear my voice in the night of my life, in the midnight hour of my life, when it's the darkest, when I can't figure things out, I don't know what to do. God is going to hear my voice, and it's going to be a voice of joy, and it's going to be a voice of rejoicing. I will rejoice and joy in the God of my salvation. Because I know something. I know something. I know something. I know something. I know that this will be turned to a great reward in my life. There's a great reward. And not just in heaven, but on this earth. There's a great reward waiting for us. Amen. I mean, the worse things get, the louder you should get. 
Amen. The worse things get, the louder you should get. The better things are, the quieter you should be. Amen. Hallelujah. Because something happens inside us. Something happens inside us. Now, I know you're probably looking at me like, oh, you're just living in a fantasy world. No, I'm not. I know exactly what it's like to have sorrow and, and, and grief and to, f- have, to fight with depression and despair. I know exactly what that's like. But I also know what it's like to access joy. Amen. Preach, Steve, I believe I will. I want you to go back to another verse here. Turn, are you guys still with me? I'm almost done. So here's what happens is, why is joy so important? Well, here's, here's the title of my message. This is what I was going to start with. Now, I'll end with this. In Philippians chapter 1, I, I titled this message, Joy, an Evident Token. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27 and verse 28. Now, here's the thing. Philippians, Philippians is considered by Bible scholars as the joy letter or the rejoice letter. The word joy and the word rejoice appears like 27 times in the book. Joy and rejoice. Do you think he's trying to get a point across? In fact, one verse he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I mean, really? It's like he couldn't figure out what to say. Well, I'll just say it again. Rejoice. But but it's the joy letter, it's the rejoicing letter. Now you would think that if this is a joy letter, it's a rejoicing letter, that Paul is sitting by a nice, quiet, ocean front property. He's sipping lemonade. He's sitting there and he's going to the church. Oh, let's see here. Rejoice, my brothers. Have joy. But the truth is, it's called a prison epistle. So Paul's in prison. If you know anything about how this church started is it started with Paul being thrown in prison, him being beaten in his hands and feet, put in his stocks in chains. And at midnight, it says Paul and Silas begin to pray and sing hymns of praise to God. <coughs> and so and it says the prisoners were listening. And that's how and then there was a great earthquake and the jailer was going to kill himself. And Paul said, don't don't do yourself any harm. We're all here. And so then the prisoner or the jailkeeper and his family gets saved. That's, that's the beginning of the church in, in Philippi. So that's how the church started. So now, so Paul was in prison there when the church started. Now he's in prison in another prison. And he's writing to this church. And he's actually, you know, he's facing death because he says, I'm in this, I'm in this struggle. I don't know if I should stay here. If I should go to heaven, if I should stay here, if I stay here, it's more profitable for you. I'd rather go and be with Jesus, but I think I should stay here to help you guys along. And this is what I'm going to do. So he's in this struggle. Should I stay here? Sorry, go on. And then amidst all these things he's saying, he keeps saying, joy, rejoice, joy, rejoice. Have joy. I got joy. You can tell him he's just jubilant. He's just like, I mean, he's like, he's writing, he's just going, wow, praise God, hallelujah. He has to put his pen down and get up and do a little dance, and he puts his pen back up, and he goes, I just rejoice. I'm just having so much joy. Woo, glory be to God, hallelujah. I don't know if I should stay here, rattle, rattle, change, rattle, rattle. I don't know if I should stay here or if I should go home, but one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to be full of joy. And we 
sometimes go outside and we got a flat tire and we, we take joy and we throw it away. <laughs> right? But there's a way that we can access God's joy, Jesus' joy. Amen? But this is what he says. This was going to be my opening verse. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So what is that? What is that conducting yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ? Well, if you keep reading, he'll tell you. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand first. Now here's, how, here's the conducting yourself in a manner that's worthy of the gospel of Christ. That you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. That's how you conduct yourself. And then he says, without being afraid, frightened, or terrified in any way by those who oppose you or by your adversary. The King James says adversary. So we have an adversary. But he says, in nothing terrified by your adversary. How many of you ever been, had stuff happen in your life and you go, oh, uh, you get scared or you get fearful? How many ever had that happen? And so that's, that's real. That's real living. I mean, people do that. They, stuff happens. They get discouraged. They, get, they feel bad. They get depressed. They're kinda, they feel beat up. They don't, they don't want to go on. That happens to people. That happens a lot to people. But he says here, nothing terrified by your adversary. Now listen to this next phrase. This, this is a sign, the old King James says, this is an evident token to them of their destruction. So here's the thing. If I, first God does it to me, or God does it in me, before God does it through me. God does it to me or in me before God does it through me and around me. Let me just say that again. That's profound. I thought that up. God does it to me or in me before he does it through me or around me. See, we want God to subdue our circumstances. We want God to subdue our enemies. We want God to subdue our adversary. But first, God does it in me or to me. Something happens inside of me. Something happens in my spirit, in my soul, something happens. There is an awakening. There's something that comes into my soul. It happens to me before it happens through me. And that, when he does it in me or to me, on the inside, there's a shift. There's a change. There's a lifting up of my head. There's a, there's a rising of my soul. There's a, a coming forth of my spirit. It begins to rise within me. It happens in me. That is an evident token. That is a sign. Listen, that is an evident token. That is a sign that your enemy who is opposing you is about ready to be defeated. And you are about ready to experience salvation. That's what he's saying. It's an evident token. Joy is an evident token. When joy starts coming, when, joy, when you're in a situation and joy starts coming, when joy starts coming, when you, when you start accessing joy and joy starts coming, what that is is an evident token that your adversary, that who is oppressing you, he who is pushing against you, he who is troubling you, is about ready to be dealt with by God. You're about ready to turn the corner. 
You're about ready to go to another level. You're about ready to experience a breakthrough. You're about ready to have a major shift in your situation. What happens is God, listen, I can't emphasize this enough. God does it in you or God does it to you before God does it through you or around you. So what Paul says, when nothing terrified by your adversary. In other words, when you can look at, like Paul is looking at the face of death, he's going, boy, man, you, you can't believe how I'm rejoicing. Man, it's coming out of this prison cell. Woo! You go, what? can you imagine what everybody's thinking? What's that guy doing in there? I don't know. I mean, he's going to face Caesar. He could be killed. But he's in there going, he must, you know, he, in fact, Paul one time, this king said, you're out of your mind. He goes, I'm not out of my mind, old excellent Theo, uh, uh, who, what king was it? I can't remember. One of those kings, I'm not out of my, not good at names. I'm not out of my name. But I speak the words of sober truth. Amen. When we start having joy, let's have the worship team come. When we start having joy in the midst of trouble, when we start having joy, when we can rejoice in the midst of trouble. And I don't just mean just mechanically, but I mean when it starts bubbling up inside of us, it is an evident token. It's an evident token of two things. One, of our adversary's defeat. And number two, of our salvation, our welfare. The word salvation means our deliverance, our welfare, our perseverance, our safety, our victory. Amen. Now, I'll just give you one last verse as the worship team gets ready here. In Isaiah chapter 12, in verses 1 through 3, it says, In that day you will say, and he's talking about our day because he's not talking about his day. He's talking about the day that we live because he said, I will praise you, Lord, although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Jesus turned away the anger and the wrath of God when he died. There's a verse in 1 John says that Christ is the propitiation for our sins. The word propitiation means the appeasement of wrath. Christ is the propitiation for our sins. So this verse when he says, you were angry, but your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Jesus sent the comforter, the Holy Spirit. You have comforted me. He's talking about our day. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Now listen to this last phrase. With joy. Everybody say with joy. With joy. You will draw water from the wells of salvation. You know, I, there's a sign that you're about ready to draw some water from the wells of salvation. You know what the sign is? Joy. Because, you know, we don't access, salvation isn't just being saved from our sins. It, it does include that. But it also means deliverance from temporal danger and harm. Actually, the word prosperity is used in the word salvation. The word deliverance, the word safety, the word preservation. It's actually a very complex word. It covers every aspect of our life. Salvation, rescue. That's what the word salvation means. And he says, with joy, 
When, you, when, you, when joy starts to come, get ready because your bucket is about ready to go down into the well of salvation. No matter what situation you're in, let's all stand together. No matter what situation you're in. But if you can have joy and you can, have, and you can rejoice, if you can have joy and if you can rejoice in every situation, it's a sign. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a sign, you know. It's an evident token. It's an evident token of two things. Number one, that your adversary is about ready to be defeated. That which is oppressing you it could be financial trouble. It could be depression. It could be despair. It could be something, problem in your family. It doesn't matter what it is. When, you, when joy comes, when joy comes, it's an evident token. It's a, it's, a, it's a sign, it's a sign that your adversary is about ready to be, be defeated and it's a sign that you're about ready to experience salvation. It's a sign that the bucket's about ready to go down into the well. The bucket's going down and you're going to draw out some salvation. That's what Paul said. Amen. So let's, let's open up the floodgate of joy this morning. What do you think? Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Some of you probably feel that way. Ha, 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 ha. But remember, joy is not a feeling. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Amen? I think you should try just a hee-haw. Just try it one more time. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Some of us, our joy, our joy thing is broken. Amen. Let's try it one more time. Ha, 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 ha. Someone goes, ah, you know, I don't know. I'm an adult. I don't do those kind of things. Well, Jesus said, except you become as a little child. You know, if you went up to a little child and said, let's laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Look, Jesus, hey, hey, hey. Right? Adults are sophisticated, dignified. Well, we're dignified. Well, you got to become like a little kid. Right? So let's try one more time. Ha, 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 ha. Now you're doing better. You're doing a little bit better. Ha, ha. I'll shame you into laughing. <laughs> I'll, I'll shame you. Why don't you put that picture back up? Put that picture back up. I'll shame you into laughing. Not that one, the other one. There. <laughs> My comfort dog, my therapy dog, after I share all my problems. That's pretty funny, if you ask me. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's get a joyful song. Okay, let's sing this song. I know most of you guys know this song, but I'm going to ask you guys to sing it with a little bit of faith. Can you do that for me? Really declare it out, okay? <laughs> yeah. Break open prison doors, set all the captives free. Spring up a well, spring up a well, spring up a well in me. Nothing can stop, nothing can stop this joy. Spring up a well, spring up a well, 
Amen. Hallelujah. I think we should try to laugh one more time. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, well, praise God. You know, laughter is a good thing. Evident token. Remember that, evident token. God does it in us or to us before he does it through us and around us. Well, we, I guess we have a, a meal today, a fundraiser for... Children's Church, so um, so we want to just encourage you all of you uh, come and you know it's the free will offering. There's not a set amount, but uh, just want to give you all the opportunity to have some good food. I don't know what we're serving. It probably steak and lobster. I'm sure that's what it is, right? I'm not quite. Okay, well it's close to that. I'm sure it'll be close to that. What's that? It looks good. So it smells good too. I can't smell it. They used to do that, you know, when my sermons got long, they swift the food smell in here and then people would get distracted. But uh, we also, if you have a prayer request or a prayer need, please come forward. And one of these prayer counselors that are coming at this time, they'd be glad to pray for you. And uh, but please join us for a great meal together and uh, good fellowship. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Be full of joy this week. Uh, access joy every day, all the time. Remain in God's joy. Let God's joy fill you to the fullest, and you're free to go. God bless you. And I want you to know that He can give you today a new future. We hope this message has been a blessing to your life. A copy of this message and additional Destiny Church materials are available at destinychurchexit77.org.